I'm Ryan Castle, and it is showtime. This is how we do. We forget this jam. We've got some memories associated I with mean, this song, my dude. It's kind of hard not to if you're a person who was alive anywhere between the years 1995 to. You're a person who's alive now. Yes, you should. Everybody said this is how we do it on a Friday night at one point. Yeah. Party's here on the west side. But the funny thing is, whenever you're in LA and this song comes on, it's whatever part of LA you're in. The party's here right on there. The Silver Lake. Party's here in the South Bay. Yes, and everybody will scream and shout that. Yes. Every single time I've done this for karaoke, which this is definitely one of my go-tos, I always veer the lyrics to describe where I'm at. Just like when I do karaoke for the Humpty Dance, I never made love in a Burger King bathroom. I made love in the bathroom of whichever establishment I happen to be in. Well played. That's how it's supposed to be. And nobody ever expects me to drop that, which is silly. I wouldn't see it coming. You've seen me do that a million times. I once made love in a Shark's Cove bathroom, and everybody freaks out like, oh my god, he just said Shark's Cove bathroom, that's so funny. And I'm not even lying. And some of us have made love in a Shark's Cove bathroom. I have not actually done that. I've just said that in karaoke. Right. No, no, me neither. (laughs) (laughs) We are back, though, with a part two of the R&B Fiend Sesh because Wano is still fiend in R&B. Still, like literally two months later. We still gotta talk about it. Yeah. It is the three things we gotta talk about podcast. My man Juan Hernandez has joined me once again because we have a heavy amount of R&B that we assess. As part one just wasn't enough. We're like, let's run it back. I feel like you doomed yourself by calling this three things we gotta talk about. Yeah, I limited myself a little bit. Well, you didn't, you didn't. Because here's what I love about what you've done with this podcast so early out the gate is like you include some of your closest friends yeah right which i'm super honored and flattered to be able to do this with you every once in a while because especially the other guys that you got doing this with you you know like those are all your friends that you've been super close with back since since going back to college yeah yeah and like here i am i moved down here in what 2008 i think you were finishing up college i was fresh out of college yeah you were one of my first friends that i made in los angeles and we've been thick as thieves ever since and so when i from our fox sports days from our fox sports days shout out to the assignment from our beer fest days yeah yeah yeah. shout out to team cuba so everybody knows that was actually the spark to our friendship was an event called beer fest and everybody picked a country for the beer limit and we needed another person to come join us and Ryan Castle was an intern at the assignment desk I was a news editor for Fox Sports Net and I thought to myself should we try it out? I feel like I could call this guy out of the bullpen and he could probably come through with a solid performance I remember inviting you to come and I put you in my phone as bullpen castle so the question is you were still in my phone. Am I still in 1000% you were still in my phone as Bullpen Castle. And on top of Forever. that, we went to Beer Fest yeah. as Team Cuba. We were in our fedoras, we, we were smoking our cigars, little, we yeah, had our little so painted on uh, mustaches, mustaches yeah. and everything. The floaties, we had the and floaties we, like refugees. We swept it. We One yeah. Beer Fest like no other. Showing when you signal to the bullpen, you call the right guy. Yes, you call the and righty out of the bullpen. I'm going to show him what I learned in college. So my point is, to bring this all full circle is I love that you include your friends man as I get to know these guys throughout the years like I think it's so funny that Ryan's got that relationship with Justin yeah Ryan's got that 
relationships that's totally different with Greg and you right. can pick it up. And then like I recognize the relationship that we've had through all the years and like you obviously bring it to every little episode, but it really is three things we yeah. gotta talk about. It's because these are things that we have actually been texting each other and talking about yeah. nonstop. And yeah. we're still In on the nineties baby makers. Oh yeah, no. One episode was not enough of that. <laughs> that is what I'm loving about this podcast is because like each episode it's a little bit different with which friend I'm sitting with because our conversation tones are different. So that's why I'm having a blast with it. And especially discussing nineties baby maker music with you, which I would like to say I meant to say this in part one. We keep referring to it as baby makers, but the funny thing is, that's not actually the idea <laughs> that we want to come out with it's these really songs not. with. But I do we think that it's a, I do think that it's, it's a funny term. It's an appropriate term. Yeah, it is. A slang yeah. term. It's actually the last result we hope that comes from these songs. But that's kind of what it is. Like, yeah. they're baby making jams. Yeah, that's yeah. That's what they really you know, are. We know what we're trying to say. You know? Yeah. 90s R&B is just so boring. It's too PC. It is way, yeah. It doesn't really 90s speak baby to makers. what we're talking about enough. So, with that being said, one guys. What's up, buddy? We got some things we got to talk about. Three things, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. So we got to toss it up to the rundown, and we're going to kick it off with thing number one. Number one. Wait a second. What's up? Was that really what we were singing as a kid? <laughs> That's a very... Yes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Was That's... that really what we were singing? That's how I like to term this, because there's a handful of these songs that we grew up listening to, that I hear now, and I'm like, I remember as a 10-year-old, I was singing this song in the backseat of my mom's van, and she had to be listening to what I was singing, thinking, what the fuck? Or as I shared, I was singing in the backseat of my mom's 1989 Suzuki Samurai. You were very specific about the car, yeah. I want to sex you up. Right. And we should not have been exposed to that on yeah. the airwaves as six-year-old, seven-year-old, eight-year-old kids. Right. But so. there was something about the theme of 90s baby makers where they were like, we're going to push the limits here. So I want to sex you up, I think, is a very obvious. I've I heard that when I was a kid, and I did. You I, knew what it was. I knew what it was. You know? But again, to my point, a lot of it was filled with innuendo, yeah. which... I think inadvertently started to teach us don't be direct about what you want or what your intentions are. Kind of beat around the bush a little bit. Beat around the bush, which is a great way to do it artistically, makes sense. But we soaked that in as we did, yeah. And it got into our brains. So what I want to do now is I would like us both to introduce a song that we were singing as a child and at the time you had no idea what the words were telling you. But there's so many of them. That's why we're gonna get to the hat. Okay? Oh, we're going to the hat. We're gonna get to the hat later. The song that I would like to bring up, this is a jam that I loved as a kid and I listened to the words now and I said, wait, I was singing that? I wonder if she could tell. Okay, right at the top there, he says, I wonder if she could tell I'm hard she right can. now. And if she can't, that's your yeah. problem. <laughs> Either way, that always went over my head as to what he even said right there. You got did it. What she do? What she do? What did she do? We gotta hold up. Hold up, hold up. So of course, when I heard that, 
I always thought, oh man, she's making it hard on him. He's like having a difficult time in life. He's like, man, I can't deal with your bullshit. No, I hear it. Oh, she's making it hard for, okay, yeah. Oh, I already knew this song was basically the experience you have from like your first sixth grade dance, dance to every dance You were a little bit older than life. me when this song came out. About so a couple like, years. A little bit, but yeah, no, it was completely lost on me. Yeah. And now I listen back to him like, is this entire song about a dude trying to hide an erection on the dance floor? That's literally what the song pretty is Pretty much the theme of the entire no, song. No, 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 not pretty much. That is, that is the theme of the song. That is what the song is, yeah, yeah. They're dancing too close. Exactly, and that's the name of the song. Maybe the clean version would argue... I've never heard a clean close. version. I'm saying the PC spin on this would say, you're making this too hard because your dance moves are just... I can't keep up with them. So let's go ahead and like let it spin and let's hear all the innuendos. Dancing like you're naked. With sex and... Oh yeah! No, I can't deny it! And you know one can tell I'm excited! So she can tell she's excited. How can she tell that you're excited? What does she have to go on? How can she tell? She feel? Okay, How can no. she tell? Yeah. Let me give you a little anatomy lesson, Ryan Castle. <laughs> give it to 10 year old Ryan Castle. If you would explain. <laughs> as he's jamming and he's singing this okay. in the back of his okay. mom's Touché. safari van. Yeah. Touche. Okay. That, that is the theme of that. that is yeah, yeah. That's where we're at. I love this song when it came out. I love this song when this came out too. Yeah. Lovely. This was right around the time that I started to recognize, like, oh, I've got some dance moves. Oh, is it? Like Crazy Legs Wano. Okay. This was the developing stages. This takes me back to MTV jams all day. Oh, all day. Yes. She feels a little bump coming through. A little poke or what? A little. Oh, you know I can't help it. You know what? Yeah, the entire first verse was about him grinding on her in the dance floor, and he's like, "You felt that? You know what I want to do? Yeah." So you know where this goes. The way that you shake it on me Makes me want you so mad Sexually Oh girl, so Can I see this? Is this not, though, the best song to be dancing with a girl one-on-one -on -one with when you're both feeling the energy, feeling the vibes? Well, because everybody knows what it is and it's yeah. like... Well, you know what it is? Can I tell you exactly what it is? You can tell me exactly what it is. I get to sing to you, yeah, and then you get to respond to yeah, me. Yeah, that is an and who doesn't know the lyrics to uh, this song? If she doesn't deal. know the lyrics to this song, if she doesn't know the lyrics she to this ain't song, the one. she's not the one. She ain't the one. We're done. We don't even need to wait. No, you're right. That is an excellent dynamic. I will take shares. my Coors Light off the <laughs> dance floor. Me, my Coors Light, and my heart. I, I will walk away Light. gingerly. We will gingerly step off the dance floor in sort of a saddle, bow-legged manner. Not even. I will take my Coors Light over to the middle of the dance floor, where you and Justin are, and we'll have a crazy legs two-step battle in yeah, the middle yeah. of the dance floor, and we'll get even more attention and have even more fun. Well said. And I always love the dynamic in a song when it's like a back-and-forth battle. Yeah. And this is one of the the best ones I could think of. That's it just back and the, forth. Man, it, it might, might be. be the I'm best thinking one. Now positive. That we're talking about this. Positive K. I got a man comes to my head. Um, yeah, a little bit more negative. This of, is, but but this is the more ubiquitous. subject is better. This is more this ubiquitous. This song comes on and everybody. I agree with it. that. You and I could hear. I got a man. We know the lyrics. We kind of find the novelty in it. We get it. But we're probably not walking into Sharky's. Well, no. we'd never go into Sharky's in Hermosa we Beach. We wouldn't do that, no. We would never go into Sharky's in Hermosa <laughs> Beach anyway. We would not since 2010, no. 
<laughs> if we ran into somebody who just wasn't feeling this song, no, it's a deal breaker. If it'd they don't, be like, if they I'm don't, having if, way too much fun with my homie Ryan Castle. If they're not into the song, that is a deal breaker, I think. But I will put this out there now that I brought up Positive K. I'm just gonna toss this out there. I've always looked for somebody who can match me in karaoke. They want to play the girl, I play the guy in Positive K. I got a man. So if anybody knows that, I'm, I'm on the scope. Just repeating what he already said. Yeah, that's what it is. So he's still running with this same we, problem. I mean, we don't even need to actually play any more of the song. We the gist has been gotten. We're just gonna kind of keep circling the same drain. But like, that's the my this is the point. That's the song that I grew up listening to. Never knew what the fuck I was talking about. I'm and happy for you that you finally figured that one out. I'm ha I was happy for myself. I'm like shit. I'm sorry, mom. I was singing that in the back seat of your car. <laughs> It was a learning experience for everybody. Hey, a jam is a jam, and if you hear it, you're gonna jam a jam. So. Which we discovered last time we talked about I Wanna Sex You Up. Yeah, yeah. So this is all a continuation, part one. So so that was your song. That was my song, so. Did you want me to pick a song, or did we I just did. wanna- I did. You know what I wanna talk about? What's that? Number two. Brandy and Monica. The boy is mine. The boy is mine. It's not really a song that I didn't know what they were talking about. I just, at the time, did not have the life experience to have first-hand perspective on how ridiculous this song actually was at the time. Yeah. I feel like you and I should get into Let's Ruin This Jam mode. Alright, we can veer to whatever course you want us to swing. We're gonna do then. The Boy Is Mine. Alright, we're we'll do The Boy Is Mine then. Which, this is a knockoff of Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney, The Girl Is Mine. Interesting. Which was... A terrible song. What? Are you kidding me? I Do you really, want to fight right now? I don't really know that song. You don't know that song? Not really. So, Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney got together and they sang a song called The Girl Is Mine. Okay. And it was a much less aggressive version of what Brandy and Monica sang. Because Brandy and Monica sang what was, I think, very exemplary of the times, which was a lot of, it was a cat fight. Uh-huh. Whereas... Yeah. Michael and Paul McCartney, first off, how ridiculous is that? Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney are lyrically fighting over a girl? That doesn't make... I want to know who that girl who was. Who is this girl? I want to know who that girl was. That she's in between she Michael is, Jackson and yeah. Paul McCartney. Well played, I will say. The Boy Is Mine is actually a knockoff of this... I'm just... Well... Is it? It, I mean, it maybe sounds it like it is. Should we maybe do the two songs together? Quickly. I think we should do that. All right, play a little bit do of you the wanna, girl let's is mine. Do, let's do the girl is mine first. We'll we have play to do it at least through Paul McCartney's verse, well, which is the second verse. Well, how deep is okay? All right. Well, it's not a very long song. It's all right. a jam, though. All right. Well, yeah. I, I'm not like as I think of it, I'm not hearing it in my head, so this will be new to me. I think it will. That's definitely not oh. it at all. I was liking that one. Here we go. Now you can immediately go back to Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney in 1982. Right? Yeah, I'm there now. It 
immediately I'm thinking it's a totally different vibe. It's a very different than vibe. what the boy is. This is what I'm getting at right here is that most people probably remember Brandy and Monica singing The Girl Is Mine, mostly because that song is probably still number one on TRL with Carson Daly right now. Dude, I gotta that, imagine that's like a world record. I feel very confident that it was the summer of 98. It was, it was, it was a summer and of 98. And it was the number one song across the entire summer, which rarely happens. Yes. Because the summer is really when people really like delve into the music of the year. And so for that one to like go from coast to coast the whole summer as the number one song on MTV Jams, as I recall, it was unquestioned number one. But as you could tell already, I'm introducing you to something. This is a jam, dude. Very different vibe. It's a happier vibe. The doggone girl is mine. The doggone girl is mine. Here we go. Paul McCartney's coming. Alright, good. Let's get Paul. I don't understand the way you think. Same match as yours, not mine. Sending roses and okay, your well, silly dreams. You can't really, really hear Paul over waste you, of time okay. Because she's mine. Are they battling a little bit? They're battling. They're battling over this one. The doggone girl is mine. This is like the friendliest battle it is. I've ever heard. It's, it's exactly I'm as you imagine a battle between Michael Jackson yeah. and Paul McCartney going over a woman. Like, I'm imagining them both saying this with like a smile on their face too, together. Yeah. Like, shucks. And, and I don't know. I think yeah. the girl's And every, every verse ends with a shoulder shrug. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a very shoulder shruggy song. All right, that was the Michael note I was waiting for right there. All right, so, let's go ahead and cross that up in comparison to what Brandy and Monica brought to the stage in circa The boy is mine, the boy is mine, the boy is mine. I hate when it has this intro. Just go right into the underwater, like, little, what is that, like a harp? I feel like the harp is already setting us up for something dark. It is a little darker. It is, like, right? To me, it pulls me in more, though, than Does the it? other one did. Yeah, yeah there's conflict. I just know it just feels like something epic's about to go down. Alright, Excuse me, can I please talk to you for a minute? Look how familiar. You know his name. Oh yeah, definitely. I know his name. I don't know his name. <laughs> they never say his name. I either. notice his name is never I know, mentioned. But they know his name. But you know his name. Have Which, you ever been this guy in the middle of this? Not that I know, but... You haven't? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just... I couldn't tell you that. I just... Maybe in college. I watched it. I, I remember watching this, and I, like, even just now, flashing back and listening to these two go back and forth right out the gate, like... Yeah. Brandy is approaching Monica. Is that Monica's who's approaching? Yeah, Brandy. I can't really tell who who's really who knows. right now. Yeah. First off, who's the guy? Who's the guy that's got so much game? All right. That he's got Brandy and Monica. So when we hear this song, I think most of us immediately gravitate towards the video because the video, as we said, was number one through that whole summer. We all watched the video a million times, and Brandy and Monica both look like fire in the video. They both are at their peak, I feel like. And the boy, I believe it was Mackay Pfeiffer. Did, I, I feel like we talked about this once and we thought that it was Mackay I think Pfeiffer. it was Mackay Pfeiffer. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Mackay Pfeiffer was also the guy in the music video with In Vogue. What's it gonna be by In Vogue? And the entire concept of that music video was also, he was watching them perform and like each girl that would sing would then like have flashes of like when they were all like canoodling 
and getting close and everything. So um, I'm flipping through the music video here. Monica and Brandy going at it. They're all sitting on couches. Yeah, we all remember. They have like rooms next door to each other, which uh, props again, dude. That is 1,000% Mackay Pfeiffer. Okay, good. Yeah, they were living next door to each other, and they knew who they knew who he was. They were both like, you know his name. You know his name. Yeah, yeah. He's mine. He's mine. And he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah well, you know, his, his name is Mackay. He's kind of hard dude to miss. No, if you're Mackay, you got to... You gotta be a stud. You can't yeah. be a soft Makai. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe this conversation should be about how cool Makai Pfeiffer is. That's where it's definitely. How will. long was this before Eminem started singing about him? You mean Eight Mile? Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, this was years before that. That was a funny so. thing. It's like for years, Makai Pfeiffer was known as the like music video guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you hear about video vixens. You don't usually hear. But there's not even a name. Video for studs. Him. Video studs. He yeah. was like the he quintessential was the video, video stud. stud. He was the in vogue video. He was in the Brandy Monic video, and they're always the whole concept. And then Eminem referenced him. There's no Mackay Pfeiffer. That was because he was in Eight Mile, so like that made sense for that one. But But still. But yeah, no, he was in the Universal stud. All right, let's play it up again. I'll let you know that he's mine. (laughs) I'm watching the music video as I'm sad that I can't see there. Mentally, I am because that's yeah. Instantly, instantly, I'm starting to realize this, and I already knew this. It's not about the guy. No. It's not about the guy at all. It's not about the boy. It's not about the boy. It's about the boy being hers. Mm-hmm. She, uh, Brandy, only cares about the validation she receives by one-upping Monica. Monica only cares about one-upping Brandy. It is literally the very first episode that we ever saw of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. This is like the early days of that, yeah. That's exactly what and that is. And that's what's funny, it's like, we can laugh at this concept of girls like fighting over a boy, but like, that's what The Bachelor has become. It's literally just magnetized by 15, 18 other girls. I don't know. I've never watched back, but like, how many girls are there and they're all having these same conversations? Like, um, no, no, no. He's well, I feel not. like, I feel like it's a very prominent dynamic in, in dating today in general is that like a lot of times people don't get caught up in actually wanting the person. They just want to not lose. See, I got See, I know that you may be just a bit jealous of me. Mm-hmm. Such a petty girl life. It's it's just petty. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Are you jealous of me? Yeah. Okay. Oh, my oh, bad. I'm sorry. I Yeah, yeah. That little backhanded, like, yeah. I think I know what it is. I think you're just a little jealous of me. It's okay. Yeah. It's all the right. next thing she Understandable. says, but you're blind if you can't see that this love is holding me. Is it? At that point in the video, is Makai holding her? I bet he is. Uh, maybe he is. I bet you he is. Maybe he <laughs> is. Yeah, yeah, With yeah. his purple shiny shirt. I remember this video. Yeah. All. Here's the deal. I'm starting to think. Not think. I know. This guy sucks. What? This guy sucks. He's got Brandy and Monica fighting. Yeah, but think about it. Like, 
she's telling her he told me this and then she's on the opposite side saying no but he told me this all i'm saying is where there's smoke there's fire yeah but if they're both at this position where they're like yo that boy is mine i don't blame him for them not being smart about this. Bombshells like Brandy and Monica would not be fighting over guys. That's actually that's, a good point. That's my stance. That's actually a very yeah. good point. I think that she just said it right there. I can't see how he could want to change something that's so good. All my love was all it took. The boy is mine. I mean... Clearly it's not. He's double dipping. He is two-timing. But they're both aware of it. So they're both like literally up in each other's faces about it. Like, no, no, no. He's mine. He's kind of like, I don't know. So who's worse in this situation? Him for two-timing or them for not giving up? They are both very confident in their stance that they have him where they want him. And he's just kind of there like... Uh, yeah, y'all want to fight about it? I don't know. See, <laughs> see who wins. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I guess, I guess, just I'm more most compelled at this point to figure out who's the the most unhealthy, uh, emotionally unhealthy individual who's in this the trio. Most unhealthy thinker. I will give shade towards him on this. Based on the video, poor decision to go after two girls that live next to each other. That's probably where you I went wrong. I would guess that wasn't a conscious choice. That would be a trip. I'm just gonna. If you guess, realize that, like, here's the thing. like if I've you been were... here before. Oh shit, I've been yeah, in this hallway before. Exactly. Oh shit, three oh five. Three oh four. Three oh four. Yeah. Fuck. He's right. obviously, and then he he still was like, yeah, I'm on board though. I'm gonna try to make this work. See, that goes back to what I asked you. Have you ever been this guy? Not. <laughs> You've never been this no, guy. Not like that. No. Hey, play on my car. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a brand new Monica. underhanded i'm sorry that you seem to be confused that's i love the, the entire theme of the song i cannot stand that when people say i'm sorry that you feel this way yeah that is actually one of my biggest pet peeves like don't when, apologize for how i feel apologize yeah. for what you have done it's kind of like when people say they're praying for you i hate that Oh, I'm sorry. I'll be praying for you to understand this better. Like, don't patronize me. So here's the thing. The more these women dig themselves into a hole, the less I respect him in this situation because if I'm seeing all this, I'm becoming less attracted to both of these women as they bicker and fight. Really? I love when you... She's acting like a fool? Yeah. This all just goes along the same line. That petty, sort of like underhanded, like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're confused. Keep acting like a fool. Okay, it's cool. Like, you know, the thing I want to get to, though, at the end of the video, they play it off like they told him off. There's that famous shot at the end where I think it's like Brandy who opens the door or Monica, one of them. And then they open the door and then there's the other one. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, oh, what? And they just slam, slam the phone in his face. Like, oh, they told him, boom, women empowerment. And I'm just like, the, the song started off with them saying, oh, I think you know his name. Oh, I know his name. And he's mine. No, he's mine. They knew from the beginning that they were both fucking with the same guy. 
So why is it like this empowering moment that they're like, uh-huh, no, we know, guy. And it's like, that's yeah. where the song started. I feel like that was actually the plot of at least 8 to 12 episodes of multicam sitcoms back in the 90s where, you know, girls found out that... Give me an example of playing. one. That was probably on Saved by the Bell multiple times, right? Oh, it was like once. There was plotted to get back at Zach somehow. No, there was the college years. There was an episode in the college years where Zach was trying to date Kelly and another girl at the same time, and he came up to both of them and literally said, "Like, oh, I got it. Kelly could be Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and the other would be two Thursdays, Thursday, Saturday." And they were like, "Nah." And they end of the video. Boys mind him. Only Zach Morris. Only Zach Morris. Only Zach Morris. Which. Since our very first episode of doing this together, I have now changed my position on Zach Morris because originally I was like, oh, Zach Morris wasn't a bad guy. He just yeah. made some mistakes sometimes. No, Zach Morris was a bad dude. Zach Morris was trash. He was a bad Have person. you watched any of those Zach Morris I trash videos? I absolutely watched Zach that. Morris is trash. Every Not episode. a good person. No. Did a lot of things he's that were kind of was a piece of shit. That um, I would not want to keep him as a friend if that was in my life. So... That brings us to thing number three. Number three. And for thing number three, this is the thing that we've all been waiting for. Especially one, guys. The hat. We're going to the hat. Hat. We're going to the hat. So for anybody who doesn't know how the hat works, explain how the we hat works. have written probably a dozen songs and artists at random from this same time era that we have been completely obsessing over now for several weeks several episodes so and we've just dropped them all into a hat and this is the steepest competition i think the hat has had yet because usually it's just a couple of interesting topics this time we were as we were going over songs we could discuss we ended up of course rattling off like 12 15 songs so there's a lot going on in the hat right now we legitimately don't know what is about to get picked but that is what comes with the fun of the hat do you want to do the honors or you want me to pick out of it i'll let you do it all right just shuffle them around hey you want me to hold it i'm shuffling all right Hold okay. it. Looking away from the hat. Yeah. Look, you got you got two. I got two. Gonna put one back. Okay. And the song that we will talk about is thing number three is. Are you ready? I'm so ready. You're we actually ready? you're gonna be really excited about this. Fuck yeah! As well. I'm immediately stoked. I wanna like, I wanna hang on to this teaser. I wanna know like how I can tease you with this one. It's um. I mean, waiting some about hints I can give you. Waiting about forty-five seconds is done this pretty is, good. Yeah, I've, I've already left some suspense going. This is actually a song that you and I have some history with. I mean, that's I feel like most of the ones in the hat. That's actually a very good point. Yeah, touche. Oh snap! I see a fierce running man pause step every time the song starts. Spider-Man frees up full effect. You ready, Wong? I'm ready. I'm ready to see you. Girl, I must love you. Excellent use of background singer as well. Yo. Situation is Let's kill it cause we're running out of time. Alright, wait. What you got? I never really listened to, I've sung those first opening words and I've never really thought about them. My first instinct is we're running out of time because maybe the bar is closing, 
You got a hot girl over there. We gotta act, all right? That girl is poison. And we gotta get on that right now. Like, hey, you ready, Rom? I'm ready Here's to slick at you. I actually oh, think yeah. this is another one of those songs that is so deep in innuendo that you really don't actually understand. And again, I feel like this is another one of those things that just taught us to not be direct, to, to like talk around what we really meant and mean. Like, say a girl is and poison want, means. Right? Like, what, what does that actually mean? Is she like, toxic? Is she hot? Toxic? Or does it mean she's, like, addictive, but she's really... Okay, well... Poison isn't really... Let's let's break down the song and see if we can room jam in the process and figure out what it means. Stop it before it gets before to that. Before we get to the fire, everybody verse. just knows the fire yeah, yeah. is about that to about start is about now. to be unleashed. But I will say this: after after listening to that last part, it sounds like of all the songs we've listened to now, this might be the one that's most reasonable because he's like, "Hey, we know how beautiful relations are from the start, but." I think that girl is poison. Like, so maybe that's what this song is really all about. Yeah. This song is basically about like smarter. don't get caught up. Don't be shy. Don't get caught up in the the butterflies and everything that feels so amazing in the beginning. Like shy, who literally wanted to who goes all the girl the one based or off like boys based to off, men based off her brown eyes and how she said hello. Or like boys to men who literally said that they would never walk again if yeah. somebody didn't take them back. Right. They're being like, okay, yeah, this girl's fire. I grant you that. But I think she might be poison, you know? Yeah. And they're, like, and they're being reasonable about I it. I actually never... So here's the thing. I thought I never we were going to be this. able to jump in and roast this song. I think there's I'm some deep it. wisdom I'm in I'm liking it, right yeah. Here. We missed all it's this It's some time. wisdom that didn't really exist at this time. And so you like, know what's amazing about props, this? BB. Is that, again... It's one of those universal things that as soon as it gets into the chorus, everybody in the rooms is going to start singing it. It's time. It's driving me out of my mind. That's why it's hard for me to find. Great wisdom right here. Excellent advice. Excellent advice. Um, if I were you, I'd take precaution. How do we not know that that's what this song was about? If I were you, I'd take precaution? They're telling you right up front, like, yeah. Don't trust her because she's got it a great ass. Great. She right has a great. She it has seems a great, amazing. Yeah, she has a great ass, an excellent smile. She's fire, but take precaution, okay? Don't go ahead and say as soon as you saw those brown eyes and she said hello, you're like that girl's the one. Yeah. No, like let it get a little deeper. Like yeah. let's figure this out. You know, that's actually a very like man. We should have done this one with Shy, the part one. Yeah, we should have done this one as the uh, this part one. Yeah, that yeah the as the answer the to Shy. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, I can totally relate to this. I could totally relate to don't trust the smile. 
Don't mm-hmm. trust. Don't trust it. Like, yeah, because everything don't in your assume. instincts is telling you go for it, go for it, go for it. And all these other songs tell you that those are the markers that she's quote unquote the one. Mm-hmm. And this is having the wherewithal and the foresight to say, hey, let's pump the brakes. Pump the brakes a little bit. That girl's bit, maybe. poison. She might be poison. She's poison. They're actually saying she is poison. Yeah, and they're also which, saying don't trust a big butt and a smile because they're breaking it down to they're breaking it down to I know what you're really caught up in. Yeah. I'm just wondering, I almost want to listen further to hear if it's described, but like is there prior knowledge of this girl? Because you can't I, I don't think you can just say just because she has a nice butt and a smile that she is poison. Because it almost sounds like that's what they're saying. And I'm like, I think it's possible. I am getting the impression from what we've gotten into so far. Really what's going on is this is just saying, hey, maybe you need to second guess your gut reaction. don't go all in. It's not necessarily building off of knowledge of who this woman is. Yeah. Don't don't get too far ahead of yourself. Don't be shy. Never trust a big button of smile. Don't be shy, yeah. Cause in some she is the best thing in the world. She's so I can I can totally relate to that, right? What was that? In some portions, you'll think she's the best thing in the world. Yeah, that is a great. That is. Wow, well worded. We're finding the best poetry from Poison now. Like this is the, of all the songs we've listened to. Like, I did not expect. I did not expect that we were gonna get life wisdom out of Belle Biv DeVoe. What a great line! Because in, in some portions, you'll yeah. think she's the best thing in the world. Because I feel like we've all been there. Because and and how often have you been fooled? How often have you gotten uh, enough portions of somebody where you thought, oh, she's not the best thing in the world? Right, and then I've gotten that. There's times that you'll be with a girl where you'll just be like, I think this girl's the one based on like your one night with her or your one of this. She somewhere. said hello and I said hi. Her yeah. lips said hello I mean, and I said hi. I don't think we're all <laughs> as naive as shy, but you know, like, yeah, it's a great point. And it's like, okay, maybe don't just lose your whole shit because one night was perfect. You know, like, you know, let's weigh it out a little bit more. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I've definitely gone a little too deep down that path of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I like to think I have some strong intuition and that I pay attention to it. And I've, gotta learned, be, I've learned to pay attention to it. You've got to be more like Belle Biv DeVoe. But oh, Belle Biv DeVoe is just basically saying, take it hey, easy, pump hey, the brakes. She might be poison. She might be poison. That girl is poison. Drive you right out of your mind, steal your heart in your mind, beware she's steaming. I'm going through this having known all the lyrics for years and like I'm literally learning through it the first time that's where they know she's poison yes because they've been they're the cur- oh, we all so have that you know what's sad I about, know where this you is know going. what's sad about that turn in the song huh. is that here we were philosophizing and believing that they were just on to something about like 
you got to know who you are, man. You got to go after what is right for yeah. you. And you got to be aware and you got to stay true to yourself. And then it comes and down to it. And you shouldn't get caught up. And then really what it comes down to is yo, they're actually just saying, is, yo, we oh, hey, that. we made that mistake. We already hit that, though. <sighs> you do not know what kind of crazy shit this is going towards. <laughs> a little disappointed now. <laughs> I'm a little let down in this moment. Um... I remember correctly, you break this part down pretty much every time, right? Yeah. First, you start with the Running Man. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. This is Ryan Castle doing the Running Man, right? Yeah, this, this is, is my go-to. This is where I hit it. Coming up in a minute here, right? Oh yeah. There's two rappers yeah. I love. It's in the top seat, drinking, I'm taking them all. And that no, I'm like the ball. Check it out, the fellas, the highs and lows, straight second of the bridge, still technical. There is one second pill that's up from the rest. And then we go from Ryan, we go from Ryan to Juan. Yo, no. Hey, yo, Juan. Blow. It's driving me out of my mind. That's why it's hard for me to find. And then everybody remembers? Smile. That's the main lesson that they want to teach you in this yes. song. Yeah. She's dangerous. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, That is how a squad rolls right there. That's a fucking squad jam, if I ever heard one. What I love about that song is they really hit all the, they checked all the boxes. They got a couple of great rap breakdowns. They serve a great message. An iconic point, an iconic hook. And uh, it really is just one of those ones that just brings everybody into the room. And like everybody by the end of it, they're all gonna be on the same page and we're all I singing poison. I will say I'm actually a little, I'm a little remorseful. I'm a little sad that we didn't have Justin in the room with us. Yeah, he could have helped now. kill that for sure. It it's almost doesn't feel complete without him here. It's a squad goal song. I love you, Justin. You should have been here for this. You would have a little carried it. away. Yeah, it's okay. We'll do it next time we're all doing karaoke. 100%. Together. Yeah, and we yeah. have before. So we actually yeah. have broke this down. We've definitely done this one, yeah. as a trio. Oh, take notice of this entire <laughs> squad. Oh wait, these guys. Oh, shit. These guys. <laughs> Did the roof just fly off? Is the stage on fire? It looks like a stage on fire. That's yeah. a good one, man. So, bring to it. so yeah, that is a great way to round out. Should uh, we go back to the hat? Nineties R&B. <laughs> Do you want to talk about Tuck Rule? <laughs> I think that that is a solid run on 90s R&B day versions one and two. So with that being said, I think that, uh, that we've given all that we can on uh, Wano has a 90s R&B fiend addiction. I'm sure we'll never really run out of it. We never will, fun. but here's yeah. what we should do. We should just take this energy and like just take it outside to the public. I feel like we should go hit yeah. a couple of uh, dance floors right now. The dance floors are calling my name after all the other jams that we just listened to. Yeah, let's right go now. find some fire jams. All right, right we're gonna find some fire jams. Y'all. Hey! <laughs> As you know, when it, when, as soon as we said fire jab, we brought out my you best. gotta send you off on something good. Of course. Got me shake that chick, that chick, I always love this one. Alright. 
So, with that being said, Juan, guys. What's up, buddy? Thanks for coming by and discussing R&B with me. Good times. Do you, got any, do you got any parting words of wisdom? Never trust a big butt and a smile. Excellent. That being said, y'all have an excellent afternoon, night, evening, morning, wherever you're at. See We're going to do the same. We are out of here. Yeah.